Hey oh, welcome to Noobed, episode 12.5. This is the Battle of the Beer Sturds. Uh, this is your host, Mo Fortin, aka Moses Malone on Untapped. I never really drop that name usually, but uh, figured I would today since I'm solo dolo. To my left, your radio right, my wife Jess, as we drive home from Proclamation Ale Company. Hey oh. I told her she couldn't make an appearance on this because it was supposed to be a solo effort. She has violated that in the first 30 seconds. So why don't you just go ahead and drink your beer for me? I mean, you were going to do it anyways. I'm just going to run over the tap list real quick here. Uh, First, I'm going to go over what am I drinking uh, and also some local releases. Um, I have a vocabulary word um, and also a weird beer stuff fan favorite. And then I'm going to wrap it up with Shelfer of the Week. Uh, We're going to try to keep this to around 12 to 15 minutes as per the rules. Uh, Hopefully everybody downloads this this episode of the podcast. Usually we go juntos, uh, but this week we had a little uh, scheduling conflict. Ben with a wedding on Saturday. Uh, My birthday is tomorrow, so we got some things going on today. The wife and I, you can drink for that. Um, So yeah, we're going to go solo this week. Uh, so first, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with what are you drinking and some local releases. Uh, basically, I talked about this last week. I'm not really drinking a whole lot. My fridge is looking pretty bare, uh, so it was pretty convenient that my birthday is tomorrow. So the wife offered to take me to Proclamation, uh, so we went and did that today. We got there right at 12 o'clock, a little bit before actually. Uh, they opened the door at 12:02. We were out the door at 12:05. It was a beautiful thing. I uh, got six cases, uh, I wish six cases, I got six four-packs of the Stalker, uh, their double IPA, uh, something that I've never had before, so I'm pretty uh, pretty excited about that, and uh, got a few four-packs of Derivative Citra, uh, I have had that before, but that is just a delicious beer, so I had absolutely no complaints that they were offering that again. Uh, State of Rhode Island can only sell you nine four-packs per person, uh, so I thought I was going to walk away with 18 uh, Jess was not having that. So we I, we did walk away with nine cases. So I was pretty stoked about that. Uh, but yeah, apparently the uh, the fact that she's pregnant, the guy just kind of looked over her and was like, yeah, she's not buying any beer. So I thought that was kind of weird. But other than that, cool experience at Proclamation. Definitely a weird, uh, a weird brewery. I mean, Ben has kind of alluded to this on the show before. Um, it is, it, I mean, it is kind of like a pallet fortress. So I mean, the name of that beer kind of makes a lot more sense to me now that I now that I see what they're working with there. Uh, but really cool, really cool facility. It looked like a cool place to stop and have a beer. We were actually pretty hungry, wanted to go and uh, grab something to eat, so we were just in and out. But really cool place. If you ever get a chance to check it out, uh, it's right next to like a stone quarry. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, trucks going around and uh, stone and uh, you know fireplaces, outdoor patio areas, like all set up everywhere as like demos. It was. It was definitely weird, but I mean, after being uh, a guest at a few craft breweries now, you, you kind of expect the unexpected when it comes to that. So, uh, cool spot to go check out. They're in Kingstown, Rhode Island. Uh, not to be confused with Kingston. Apparently, that's a different place I found out today. Uh, they're in South Kingstown, Rhode Island, so go and check them out if you get the chance. It's Proclamation Ale Company. Uh, also, another local release, uh, Trillium, last week, uh, came out with a beer called Street Shark. Uh, a double IPA with Simcoe, Amarillo, and Citra, uh, part of their collaboration summer. I got to think they're going to be wrapping this up pretty soon. Uh, but this was a collaboration with Bellwoods Brewery out of Canada. I uh, never heard of them before. Don't really know much about them as a brewery. 
Uh, but a really cool collaboration for Trillium to get outside the United States. You don't hear much about Canadian beer other than it's moonshine. Uh, but uh, this, this beer is super drinkable. Um, I like it a lot. I bought uh, three four-packs, one of which is for Ben. Um, and the other two I'm going to keep for myself. But I've, I've had a few of them now. And uh, drinking really smooth. Uh, kind of has that typical Trillium flavor. So, I mean, nothing super special. Um, but a cool way to kind of end the summer with yet another collaboration from Trillium who basically... Uh, hit some walk-off home runs this summer and really just kind of separated themselves from the rest of the Massachusetts beer scene with all these uh, all these collaborations with some really cool breweries. So, I mean, big ups to them for kind of stepping up their game and really, uh, really going to the forefront as far as beer goes in the state of Massachusetts, I think. I mean, I, I imagine Treehouse will catch up uh, once they, you know, once they start getting the ball really, really rolling at their new facility. Um, but I think really Trillium has stepped uh, stepped to the forefront and become the the biggest player in Massachusetts as far as craft beer goes. Uh, that's just Mo's take on it, though. Uh, sh- if you have any comments or if, if you think uh, if you think I'm drastically wrong, uh, feel free to comment when I uh, when I post this to the Facebook page. But uh, I, I I think that's pretty much undeniably true with uh, with the summer that Trillium had. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next segment. Uh, the vocabulary. Uh, so this is usually uh, a category where um, you know we bounce a word off of each other and we try to spell it. Uh, we're not going to really be able to do that, which is half of the reason why I chose this word because I know Ben would know how to spell it. Um, my vocabulary word today is a beer is a is a word that you don't often hear in the beer community because it's not a beer, um, but you will find it on uh, a lot of shelves. Um, you know where they have uh, a large bottle selection you will find a section it's usually uh, kept with the ciders uh, but every now and then you'll see it at the end of the beer aisle kind of on the on the end cap so my word for today is mead Uh, that is spelled m-e-a-d and i know you're probably thinking mo why is your vocabulary word mead we all know that that's a wine yeah you might know that it's actually a wine made from honey they don't use grapes uh, so it's you know it's definitely very different than your typical glass of wine that you might consume. But the only reason why I included this word um, is because of education. You might pick something up like this off the shelf and not even realize what you're getting into. You might see you know blackberries or cherries or um, you know uh, blueberry even, and you might think you're getting a sour or uh, you know a Berliner Weiss or something like that. Um, when actually you know you just purchased the mead. And uh, that, that's that's a wine, and it's going to be about 14%. Most of them, I've found 14, 15%. Uh, one meadery, which I found out also was a word. Uh, one meadery that I did have the opportunity to try a bunch of this week uh, was Moonlight Meadery in New Ham, no, in Vermont actually. Um, they do also make a couple ciders as well, but really cool company. Um, one of their brand reps came by to visit me at the restaurant. Shout out Cask and Pig. And, uh, you know, he brought some samples and we got to try through a bunch of their products. He had an apple pie mead. He had a a blueberry mead and also a strawberry rhubarb mead, uh, which really stole the show. That was my favorite. Um, But the official classification of a mead, it can have three different classifications, much like a cider. Uh, It can either be dry, medium, or sweet. And that is according to the final gravity of the of the liquid so how much solids are dissolved in the liquid uh, determines whether it's a dry or a sweet mead 
I think the three that I had would probably be classified as sweet meads. Um, but uh, a little fun fact about mead that kind of ties this all in together and brings us back to the, the beer world. Uh, it is made from uh, the main ingredients that, that beer is made from. Um, obviously honey in place of the barley. But uh, it is made with water and yeast. And that yeast uh, can be wine yeast. It can be champagne yeast. They can use sherry yeast. And they can even use ale and lager yeast. A lot of mead companies will use that just to put a kind of different spin on their mead. Um, so, you know, some of the same yeast that's used in, I mean, this is a broad example, but used in a Boston lager could potentially be also used in a mead. So, I mean, that was kind of cool, kind of tied everything together and gave it a little gave it a little relevance to this show. This is, after all, New England Weekly Beer Discussion, so we want to stick to the beers, but I do think it's important that we have a general knowledge of everything that we could find on the liquor store shelf because nobody wants to spend $12, $15, $20 on something that you think is something because you didn't know what it was and you just bought it on a whim and you get home and you found out you just bought a honey wine. You know, that, that's got to suck. So, you know, hopefully... Hopefully you learned something from this word. So keep your eye out on the shelf. You'll see Moonlight Meadery at around at a lot of local liquor stores for the ones that do carry mead. Um, so now you'll know what it is. Maybe you'll pick it up. Maybe you won't. It is something kind of cool to try just to say that you did and that you have a little education on it so you don't sound like a chump. Um, but uh, that's my vocabulary word of the week. Moving on to the next segment here. Uh, we're making great time. I'm loving this. Real smooth ride. I'm hoping these bumps aren't coming through. Um, we're on to weird beer stuff. Everybody's favorite segment, mine included. Uh, I know it's Ben's favorite segment because Ben always brings out the really super weird, you know, it's usually drinking drinking beer out of an animal's mouth or, you know, something to do with poop. The guy loves poop. I don't know what it is, but the guy, he literally loves it. He's like a huge fan of it, I guess. So um, my weird beer stuff is not not always as weird as his. Um, I think this one's pretty weird, though. Um, we've all heard of beer dinners. We've all been to them, I'm sure. We've all heard of wine dinners. You've even heard of a beer versus wine dinner, where they pit a beer and a wine, pair it with a course, and pit them against each other and make you pick one. These are all common things. Um, but I don't think anybody has ever thought of a orchestra beer dinner. And I'm going to tell you about a place who did have that vision. Somerville, Massachusetts. They're home to a brewery called Aeronaut Brewing Company. You may or may not be familiar with them. You should be familiar with them because they make really cool stuff. Um, Robot Crush is a pilsner that they make. Uh, really solid beer. Uh, we had it on tap over the summer at the cask. Um, I was really impressed with that. A lot of people seem to be seem to be impressed by it because it sold really fast. But in any case, if you're not doing anything on October 1st, uh, that's the Sunday after Ben's wedding, and you know, let's be let's be honest, none of us are going to be up to really doing a whole lot on that day. But you know, some of you that aren't aren't going to the wedding might need something to do. Head up to Somerville because Aeronaut is having a uh, orchestra and art exam that they're pairing with beer. Now, if you're kind of like, oh, what does that even mean? The Boston Symphony Boston Boston Symphony Orchestra Community Chamber is hosting a concert there. And they're doing a performance of Beethoven's Symphony Number no. Five, uh, which is his uh, one of his most famous uh, pieces. Um, and the the article that I'm reading actually says it's the da 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 dun 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 dun. It's that one. 
So you you know this you know this piece even if you don't think that you do. Uh, so they will be playing that as far as I know for the first time ever in a brewery. As we go over a bridge here, I'm gonna call this a weird thing. So why don't you go ahead and take a sip of your beer, even though I didn't outline the rules like we normally do in the beginning. You're supposed to be drinking for anything weird really that happens. Anytime I say correct, which I probably won't say because I'm not responding to anybody. And you're also supposed to drink when I mention my wife, which I've already done a few times. So why don't you just go ahead and take another sip. Uh, October 1st, they are doing this, uh, this orchestra art dinner. Um, the question you might have is how does one pair a beer to a sculpture or a work of art? Now that's a question that was left to their individual giving manager, uh, Miss Harbison, who has actually done this event a couple times. She attempts to pair Aeronaut's breweries, Aeronaut Breweries beers to works of art. So Robot Crush, which is their American Pilsner that I referenced before, will be matched with Blue Bat, Ugly Mess, and Homewrecker, three sculptures from an American artist, Aaron Curry. So I have no idea who that is, but um, kind of in interested in to see how that how she came to pair Robot Crush with this. She says the sculptures remind her of robots. I mean that's pretty simple, but I'd like to see the pieces just to kind of see how you know how she came to that conclusion. But in any case, uh, tickets to the event are twenty dollars, and it grants you permission to uh, walk the walk the area, check out all the art exhibits. Uh, live music will be performed, as I said, from the symphony. I can't say this word, symphony orchestra, and uh, you also get two full-size beers out of that, so for 20 bucks, I mean, that's a freaking steal right there, uh, runs from 5 to 8 p.m., and again, that's in Somerville, Mass., at Aeronaut Brewing Company, so go and check that out if you're not doing anything on October 1st, sounds like it could be something kind of interesting, definitely different. Moving right along, and we're going to wrap things up today with uh, the Shelfer of the Week. I was kind of struggling with this one a little bit. We stopped at a couple liquor stores in Rhode Island, maybe jogged my memory a little bit. Didn't really see anything that spoke to me. Uh, but then I remembered I haven't done I haven't done this beer yet, and I got to try this a couple weeks ago um, while me and uh, Vieira, shout out Mike Vieira, were at the uh, soccer game at Gillette. I actually got to try the uh, Wormtown Bottle Rocket. If you guys have ever seen this in the stores, started popping up a little bit over the summer. Uh, Wormtown Bottle Rocket is a pale ale. It's uh, five and a half percent. They hop this bad guy with El Dorado, Calypso, and then they dry hop it with Mosaic, classic hop, uh, to finish off the brew. It's uh, five and a half percent, super drinkable. Uh, it's an 87 on Beer Advocate. You know I'm a big fan of that. I love uh, I love giving you guys beers that that have pretty good ratings on Beer Advocate. I believe it was a 3.7 also on 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 Untapped. So you know a very solid beer. Um, and very, you know, very affordable from a local brewer and uh, very accessible. You should be able to find this at just about every liquor store uh, around. Douglas will have it. Uh, Cardozas will have it as well. Um, Trio, I'm sure, will have it on the shelf as well. Maybe even in a, a mixed pack situation because they have uh, a big bottle selection and cans. So you might be able to mix a six pack there. So you only, you know, you only have to have one. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a solid beer to try out. I know we've done the, the Bee Hoppy before on uh on the shelfer of the week so this week we're gonna go with the bottle rocket we're gonna go with the pale ale it's a great way to end the summer uh have a beer out on the deck to kind of celebrate the end of summer and celebrate the start of fall so go and check it out wormtown brewery worcester mass uh if you get a chance not too far away that's uh that's gonna do it for this week i'm actually at a toll i did not know that there was a toll coming home from rhode island i don't think i've ever seen this before um and it's four dollars 
which is kind of crazy. But in any case, we'll be wrapping this up. Uh, this has been Mo Fortin, Moses Malone on Untapped. Uh, come check out Noobed. We'll have two episodes this week, episode 12 and episode 12 and a half. Battle of the Beer Sturds, me versus Ben. Who gets the most downloads? Who gets the most listeners? Thank you very much for listening. We love you all, and I uh, hope to see you next week for uh, episode 13, back in action again. Have a good one, guys. Thanks.